0: I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Previously on the Geek Freak of the Week podcast. So I've had this idea for some time. The title, Rise of Skywalker, doesn't mean that Luke is going to come back from the great beyond of the Force, or has something to do with either Leia, Rey, or Kylo Ren. Skywalker, I think, is going to be the new name to describe the next generation of Force users. I believe that Rey and Ren will restore the balance to the Force and create a new way to teach it. There's going to be no more dark side or light side of the groups. The new name is going to be Skywalkers. I mean, the term actually works. Yeah, I was wrong. In fact, I wasn't even in the same part of the galaxy. So, what? Rey's a Palpatine? But she says she's a Skywalker? Oh, we have a lot to talk about. Let's geek out. So there's a lot of things that I'm taking away from seeing the rise of Skywalker. I mean, don't get me wrong. I liked the movie. I just need to ask this very important question. Did Pelps create Rey? Or did the Emperor have a special lady friends? He had to have paid a woman to sleep with him, right? I mean, look at the guy. He's hooked up to more tubes than a cow giving milk on a farm. Unless maybe, maybe Rey's father was a test tube baby. That could have been how it happened. But then still, I mean, his son's defected. I mean, that's how you know you're a bad parent. If, if his son didn't want to become the emperor of the galaxy, something went terribly wrong in a father-son bonding moment. Or, or maybe Baby Yoda from The Mandalorian somehow force-connected to him and said, Dude, you have got to get out of this. Because I just can't seem to think of who would sleep with Palpatine. Oh, his, his son's got to be a test tube, baby. That's the only thing I could think of. All right, so overall, the movie itself, despite Rey being the granddaughter of the Emperor, which was taken completely out of left field, uh, the movie felt like a Star Wars film. We had the different planets. We had the Force. Uh, the back and forth between the characters was great. We saw Force ghosts, regular ghosts, and, well, that's kind of what I was expecting going into this film. And we also got a little bit more out of some of the characters, especially out of Poe, which was nice. So I always wanted to know what he did before he joined the Resistance. And we got a small story with that. He kind of reminds me of Han a little bit. His backstory in a way is very similar. He did some shady things in the past, but then joined the Resistance to kind of redeem himself a bit. And since we already know Finn's backstory as well, no need to address that any further. But they did. I, I will say it was nice to see that he wasn't the first First Order Stormtrooper to uh, question what they were doing. And uh, back in The Force Awakens, I always wondered that. Why did Finn join? I mean, did he, like, get drafted into it? I mean, I, I don't know. So why did anybody have to join the First Order? But when Finn met up with uh, Janna on uh, Kef Kefper, I believe the name of the planet was, you know, back back then planets were easier to say. They they just put synonyms and verbs together to make words or something. I don't know. But it's where the second Death Star fell. And uh, it was said that they were kids when they were taken and then brought up by the First Order. Okay, that I can understand over Palpatine having a granddaughter. Uh, That kind of makes sense. The First Order goes around to smaller, outer rim territories and non-Republic planets and takes over the villages and settlements, kills everyone, steals the kids, and brainwashes them to serve them. Maybe that is cheaper than making a clone army or even making droids. So that got put in there, and that kind of wrapped up that story a little bit nicely, answered that question. But honestly, I thought Jana and Finn were going to you know, get it on uh, the, the way they were bonding. I mean, she's been on that planet for a long time. She's probably looking for some fun. And Finn, well, he's been pying after Rey too long, and I don't think that's going to be happening. I mean, they really pushed that aside In this movie, as they were sinking, he said, hey, Ray, I need to tell you something. But then after that, they kind of just abandoned the idea. So it came out that J.J. Abrams, because everyone was asking him that question in interviews, he actually came out and said that Finn wanted to tell Ray that uh, he was Force-sensitive, which you kind of got that vibe in the movie. But still, they thought they were going to die. And if you go back to Force Awakens, Finn did have a crush on her. And I don't know if Ray felt anything for him, but there was a bond there of some sort. But I, I really don't believe the whole Force-sensitive thing was, was going to be the thing that he was going to tell her in that moment. He liked her. That's, that's what it was. But, of course, maybe once he found out she was a Palpatine, Finn was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm, I'm not touching that. No, 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 get away from me. <laughs> so outside of that, um, there are other things that took place in this movie. Uh, C-3PO, he finally became useful. Other than just being the comic relief and the guy that showed up in all the movies. I mean, I knew he had to be useful for something. uh, But does anyone else find it odd that R2 just randomly has C-3PO's memories backed up to him? he could really play some good tricks on him and everything or or really just confuse him even more maybe that's why c3po is kind of loopy from time to time r2 is just switching around his memories left and right uh we also got the return of lando which was of course a nice nod to the original trilogy kind of wish they did more with him but you know it's good to see that him and leia still have a great friendship and everything they still trust each other after uh, all this time also um who are in all those ships that Lando went to get? Were they all smugglers or were they people that like Lando like needed a favor from or something? I don't know, it is kind of randomly all shown up. Do you think it would have been cool if we saw Cloud City appear in the final battle? It'd be fun to see if the base was equipped with like lasers and other weapons that we never saw before. Cuz after what happened in the Empire Strikes Back, I bet they kind of took out a loan to uh, build up their defenses. I mean, wouldn't you? I kind of wish that that had happened now that I think about it. Leia's final story, that was good. I mean, they didn't have Carrie Fisher because she sadly passed away. So they had to use with what footage they had. And it said that they were using it from The uh, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Uh, But seeing her use up her energy to save her son, not the way I thought she was going to go. But then again, of course, limited by the footage that they have. So with respect to Carrie Fisher, they, they did do a decent job with that. They gave her some kind of a Of an ending. And come on. You know you teared up when Chewbacca was given her medal. And Chewie's going to need a lot of therapy. A lot of therapy after this. Uh, Speaking of Chewbacca. I loved uh, when Poe, Finn, and Chewie were playing that alien chess game on the Falcon when the movie started. Poe's remark to Chewie's are... Well, they're always great, and especially his age. I mean, yeah, he's the oldest person there. He's kind of like the father figure now. And who knows? Maybe he is a damn good player and everything. But you know, you don't want to lecture a Wookiee. He'll crossbow blast you, Poe. So just just keep your mouth shut and let the and just let the Wookiee win. Now let's get into the thing that I kinda hated the most, and that was Kylo Ren's story. They completely washed over his entire purpose. He went from, okay, this guy's sort of scary. He's got a different lightsaber, kind of menacing. And then he turns into this guy where you're like, all right, let's just give him a hug and he'll be okay. His little temper tantrum will be over. I mean, a quick pep talk from Ghost Han and then he becomes good? No, that, that doesn't happen. You needed more, but okay press for time maybe uh seeing him take down the knights of ren or basically they look like bounty hunters not really anything that was connected to the force which i thought they were originally but i don't know maybe i was wrong um no pun intended but that fell Force, kind of like they needed to get rid of that real quick uh seeing him fight the emperor with Rey, i liked the battle in the last jedi better with those two uh against snoke i i, I didn't really care for this battle And also, Ben dying and becoming one with the Force, how did that happen? Same with Leia. Because back in Revenge of the Sith, Yoda explained to Obi-Wan how Qui-Gon had figured out a way to live in the Force after death. It wasn't passed on, unless it was put into the Jedi text, and that's how Luke discovered it and taught Leia as well. But it's like they took that logic and tossed it aside and went... Yeah, if you're with the Force or you get redeemed by the dark side, you automatically become a Force ghost. Of course, this all doesn't really explain how Anakin became one, but I guess maybe the rules have changed. Uh, In fact, maybe it was this. If you're a Skywalker or know that family very well, you become a Force ghost automatically. It's like a one-way ticket. It's the only thing I can think of. Uh, regarding that but with the ends i I mean the final starship battle was great to watch and i loved i actually cracked up a little bit when uh the alien horses came out from jana's world and uh start fighting i mean hey if, if the ewoks can take down the empire so can alien horses now the final order star destroyers i was gonna call them death destroyers with planet killing lasers i mean menacing it's about time the emperor learned from his mistakes of having one giant ship or planet with a laser cuz that wasn't going to work. They would just destroy it and then you'd be done with it. Uh but an entire fleet? Yeah, he had some time to work on that while he was hooked up to all the tubes for the last, you know, 30 plus years. Gave him gave him time to think. Now again, where did they come from? Who knows. JJ Abrams just kind of made it appear and said, "Yeah, yeah, it's it's there. So go for it." Also, did anyone else catch um, that Avengers Endgame moment when Palpatine said the famous line, I am all the Sith, and Rey just went, well, I am all the Jedi. I was just thinking she was going to pull out some, like, Infinity lightsaber and strike him down. I bet you anything Disney made them put that uh, that scene in, just kind of connect everything to get, like, the Marvel fans happy. I don't know why, because this is Star Wars. It was way before, way before Marvel. So, in the end, the Emperor's dead for good, we hope. Leia's dead. Ben's dead. Finn and Poe are, well, we kind of don't know whatever happened to them. Kind of just ended when they all kind of got back to uh, to base. I mean, did Finn ever tell Rey anything? I don't know. It didn't look like it. At least we know Poe got something, you know, with his uh, bounty hunter girlfriends. You know, at least we kind of figure out that they, that maybe they started a relationship or something, or they went off together. C-3PO is back with his memories. Uh, Lando looks like he's going to train Jana in the ways of the, I don't know, being a pilot or something. Maybe he's going to train her to take over Cloud City someday. Who knows? But it was nice to go back to Tatooine because it's the third movie of the saga, and Every third movie, you got to go back to uh, Tatooine. Uh, We see the Skywalker homestead, of course, all abandoned. I'm shocked that the uh, Tusken Raiders didn't really take it over, but maybe had some kind of like force shield around it. So kept everyone away. Uh, Seeing Ray bury Luke and Leia's lightsabers. I get it. Symbolic. That's where the whole series started. So that's a good place to end it. Actually, after one bad sandstorm, that those things might go flying around, and uh, someone else will get them. So, Ray, I hope you pushed them down pretty far uh, into uh, the sands. Now, Ray's lightsaber—very cool—that she made it out of her uh, staff. Is it yellow? I originally thought it was white, kind of like Ahsoka's lightsaber in uh, Star Wars Rebels. But after seeing the movie again, yeah, it's it's definitely yellow. Kind of disappointed she doesn't have a double-bladed lightsaber like when she was evil Ray, which, by the way, she looked very good in evil mode kind of like that ray but let's get back to what really happens. Uh, she then utters the words to remind us why this movie is called the rise of skywalker so she's asked who she is she says ray looks over to uh the ghosts of luke and leia and says skywalker we see the twin sunsets movie over cue music So that's what happened in Rise of Skywalker. It it was fast-paced. I think they just kind of had to do that just to kind of get the timing down and everything. Because there was a lot to put in uh, for this. Now, I did leave out a few things. You know, like Chewbacca's fake death, the new droid that joined their crew, and, of course, Ben and Ray's kiss. So why did I leave them out? Well, to me, they weren't really big moments, I guess. Now, Ben and Ray kissing, it didn't really sell Didn't really sell it for me. I know some people got a little excited, but I was like, eh, okay, yeah, they're kissing. I get that they're connected through the force, but I kind of never felt that they were or should have been an item. To be honest, I think if he had survived, they would have dated for like a month and then would have broken up. I mean, between the two of them, they had a lot of uh, baggage to, uh, to work out. And also, the General Hux uh, being the mole. Okay, I I did leave that out, but that is actually clever. He hated Kylo Ren, so that makes sense that he turned on him. But I think I left it out because his death was just anticlimactic. It wasn't like, no, don't do it as an audience reaction. It was just quick and next scene. So, yeah, that's kind of why I think I left it out. Uh, Not a bad Star Wars film overall. At least it wasn't a slow movie. And we were able to get all the things that needed to be done in the time frame that they had. I mean, unlike other movies in uh, Disney's house where they got to stretch things out. But, man, was I wrong about the meaning behind uh, the title of this film. I honestly thought Skywalker was going to be the name of the new Force users. You know, new time for a generation to come in. A uh, new way of using the Force to get introduced. But, nah, let's just call it the Rise of Skywalker because we don't have anything else to... uh. To call it you know there's actually a pension going around to get the JJ Abrams cut of this movie made I think that's the newest thing now everyone wants the director's cut to be uh to be tossed out which I think goes back to uh to Superman the Richard Donner cut I think that's where all of this talk started because that version of Superman 2 was very different than what the uh, Richard Donner cut was released many many years later so Every fan now wants the director's version so they can see a new perspective of the film. So now we can all debate over which version is better. Is that really what we want for movies nowadays? I think uh, I think that's the next big debate out there. So this movie marks the end of the Skywalker saga, but is Disney done with Star Wars? Oh no way! They're getting ready for another set of trilogies or standalone movies that kind of go away from the whole Skywalker world. I mean, it's a big galaxy. It should. Uh, maybe we'll have a story set during the time of the Resistance, kind of like you know what we saw in Rogue One. I don't think I want a Force origin story or a Yoda story or something like that. I think we can just accept that the Force exists and we don't need anything uh, to know beyond that. But I'd like to know what you thought of the movie. I'm still going to wonder, well, who had sex with Palpatine. That's going to bug me for the rest of my life, I think. But anyways, on that note, until next time, fellow nerds, dorks, and geeks, and happy 2020. I'm Maz, and that's the Geek Freak of the Week podcast.